Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. It is time for your Counterpoint brought to you by Pizzaville. 4167 3636. Or head on over to pizzaville.ca and gra- this is a great night for a pie. Great night for a pie. All right, let's bring in our counterpointers. Tasha Kierden, who is a public policy analyst, of course, a global news contributor and founder and CEO of Ellipsum Communications. Hello there. Hi, Alex. And we got Joe Mahevic on the uh, table tonight. He's a former Toronto city councillor, and he is uh, joining us tonight. Probably a good guy to have because we can uh, grill him on Bill 66. Hello there, sir. Great to be on your show. Nice to, nice to hear your voice, Tasha and Alex. Where else would you want to be on a Thursday night before one of the most important games that the Raptors are going to have? Uh, I don't know. Like maybe courtside? Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe you know. courtside. Not here. I don't know. Got so 76 grand? <laughs> yeah. This is going to get the blood going so that when we when we, when we we start watching the game, we'll just be pumped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Well, look, this is all anybody is talking about, including uh, the vice president who uh, came to visit Canada today, an official visit, first time uh, since the administration came into power. And of course, basketball was, in fact, the topic of a conversation and some really big good player named Kawhi came up. I will say it was unfortunate that as part of our trade negotiations, we were not able to discuss reacquiring Kawhi Leonard and returning him (laughs) to the United States. But maybe that can be an issue we take up in the future. I think that the Golden State Warriors will find that our mild-mannered reputation doesn't extend to basketball. Joe, it's about the, uh, the the first time I can actually say the Prime Minister looked pretty defiant in his response to that. And so hip. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you know, it, it is it is great. And, and um, you know, we've had a, a tempestuous relationship, I guess you can call it, with uh, the Americans in the last little while for all kinds of different uh, uh, reasons. But it's nice to have uh, for a night, mm. for a week, for two weeks, an island where we can kind of uh, kibitz together, make fun of each other. Uh, be in love with a game that is just a great game, and then to be a little bit jocular, not over the top, but a little bit jocular. Um, that's what good sport does. It uh, it helps to uh, build a community, and uh, rivalry is in the service of basically that uh, that community. So it, it, I I, I kind of like it that you can uh, that you can see our prime minister. Um, uh, poking fun at Pence and Pence poking fun, fun right back. Yeah, and, and Tasha, I don't know where you're at. I, I fully admit I know nothing about the sport. I started watching fully on Saturday night <laughs> about four minutes uh, to the end of the game and I jumped on the bandwagon because I was like, wow, this is fun. Like, winning is fun. And and yeah. to me, it's just, this is a special moment because we have, uh, you know, we're no longer that team that tries. We are a player in a, in a historic game. Yeah, we are. And it is a moment of civic pride, of national pride. I mean, this is the thing is that, you know, uh, it's when when Canada gets in to the playoffs of anything, it becomes a national thing. It doesn't matter where you're from in the country. Now it's your team. So 
go Raptors. I mean, there's, there's no question. Everyone is, is so excited about this. Um, unfortunately, the ticket prices are beyond my reach too. Oh. So, you know, otherwise I'd love to take, I'd love to take it in. But, yeah, no um, kidding. Next year. You can mortgage your house. Oh. Yeah, there's I always could. a house to mortgage or your condo to mortgage and you can get are you, some tickets for one or two games. Our, our board up Graham, his friend in Australia took a mortgage out of his house and f- is flying here for game two. No. Yeah. Boy. He's crazy. He's oh, crazy. That is my crazy. Favorite, my favorite story here is, is the tickets that were auctioned off. Yeah. Um, so the little boy was hit by the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, there's, there's good good things coming out of those high prices, too. In some yeah. cases, this is one of them. And, I, and finally, yeah. I'm glad to see a bet, a uh, Toronto you know, bet that actually I love. I love the fact that it's not just about beer. It's about who can raise the most money. I think that's the kind of yeah. thing that Kawhi, who is uh, known for his philo- philanthropic ways, yeah. he, will, he will get behind that. But to me, this is just a win-win to, to tie charity into the bet. Meanwhile, yeah. everyone's getting whole hot and bothered. I don't know how you feel about this, Tash. Are you really offended that the tenors are uh, playing the national anthem tonight? Our, our, our executive <laughs> producer, Jason, was just losing what little hair he had has left thing we can be doing better than this can we well i don't know is drake gonna jump out there and start singing <laughs> i you know he's courtside why don't they just give him a microphone he can go he probably right? will <laughs> i i don't know i mean i really hadn't honestly given it that much thought um i mean the the tenors are are they're 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 well known let's just say they may not be everyone's cup of tea but let's face it it's a it's an art it offers an art form too so give it its due i'm sure they'll make a beautiful rendition of it in any of it well, and you, you know what's good? There is you go. Ah, uh, there we are. Good God! I hope they're I hope they're a bit livelier than that tonight. Yeah, they're not doing that, are they? Please. <laughs> no, I hope Maybe not. I haven't heard them in a while. I just my impression of them is, is a little more soaring, you know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, well, well, who would you put there, Joe? I mean, I get that. I get. I guarantee you, Drake will sing it. But I think they're probably saving him to the last game. Yeah. That's right, and and that's what we have to remember. This is just the first opportunity. Of uh, well, in Canada, there could be as many as four opportunities, and the and uh, in Oakland, there'll be three opportunities. Uh, the world is watching, so I, I can imagine every talent that we have in Canada would want to sing at these things. There really isn't aren't too many people, certainly in Toronto, in the GTA, in Ontario, frankly across the country, that aren't watching that aren't watching tonight. So, so you know, you're going to see. Um, this is the first of many folks that will be many superstars in the music scene that will be singing uh, national anthems over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and then uh, it'll all be forgotten as soon as we start taking the championship. Um, let me ask uh, both of you, and, and Joe, I'm glad to have you on because Bill 66 is one of those bills that passed in April to, to very little um, fanfare. I mean, it just didn't get noticed. It was a piece of legislation that will allow municipalities and school boards across the province to break this decades-long practice of, you know, giving the same construction companies these big, big contracts and these, um, you know, the affiliations that they have with the trade unions. You know, in Toronto alone, if we opened up competition, we would free up $400 million a year. And there is an opt-out clause, but if I think leaders across this province want to save money and start changing the way we do business, they would allow for competition to come in. And you say what? Well, uh, frankly, I I think uh, you're influenced perhaps by the this association of uh, people uh, of contractors who are who are non-union um, and they have basically created a lot of fictitious false false information put up false information the city will not save any frankly any money we did a detailed study of this in 2007 or 2008 
And because we, we have a very competitive environment now, contractors, there are many contractors who bid on all our contracts. The prices are reasonable. When you support a, a, a contractor that uses skilled trades, you are supporting health and safety for those workers. You're supporting apprenticeships, and the unions now have been have been very good at bringing in people from marginalized communities as apprentices, apprentices to be carpenters, electricians, plumbers. Uh, you're supporting uh, uh, people getting their first good job. Now, um, the best, and there was a whole bunch of assumptions that a very detailed study did that we did as a city of Toronto said that we would, in the end, maybe, if a whole bunch of conditions came together, save 1.7% on the contract. So the information that was uh, out there in the uh, financial post, it was written, it was an opinion piece written by one of the contractors that was going to benefit from uh, uh, not having a, a union shop. So I, I would encourage folks who, who are listening, don't buy the hype that we're going to save all these tens and hundreds of millions of dollars. It ain't there. Well, ain't there. on well, the flip I, side... I differ yeah i mean competition competition can't do anything other than make it better i mean to me it's just a no-brainer and there have been some really egregious examples too i mean the tdsb is one Mm -hmm. place where you've got uh contractors putting in i think it was an electrical outlet for no it was a pencil sharpener tasha a pencil sharpener 17 dollars uh and they charge 143 bucks Mm -hmm. i mean there are things like that um, you know, you, you can't uh, you can't say that giving one sector, i.e., just the unionized contractors, a monopoly, is going to protect the public purse. It's not. Um, competition will effectively force also the unions to look at themselves and say, okay, well, how can we make sure we deliver the best value for the best price and not simply take it for granted that they're going to be able to get the contracts from the TDSB or the city or any other municipality. So I think that it's it's, it's incumbent to find savings, and this one's an easy one. It's simply opening up competition it doesn't cost anyone anything. Because they can um, still go back to the unions. They can still go back to those companies. They can win the bid. Yeah. They can win the bid. Well, it's, There's it's, no it's, question. It's, it's, it's not the unions who bid. It's the contractors who bid. Right, but they can still go right. with the same they, construction they, companies. They can go exactly. They, they unionize they, or not, they can, they can choose to hire workers and they think that we'll get them the bid or not. Whether they choose to go unionized or not is at the end of the day it's their choice as opposed to simply saying you have to use unionized trades to be able to bid for these contracts. Well, I think that the unintended consequences of going in that direction, as I said before, on health and safety and apprenticeships and building a skill set that is second to none on this continent. They employ our workers in many places in the United States when they want a quality job done. Uh, Then they hire Toronto workers because of the apprenticeship programs. They know that our skilled trades are second to none. So I'm all for competition. But the contractors, and there are a variety of contractors that compete, uh, there's no lack of competition in the, in, among the uh, contractors. There's enough to make sure that you get a very, very good price for the jobs that are put out. Here's, here's all I'm, all I'm going to say, I Joe. Say road is, work, yeah, road yeah. work, too. I mean, we, that was a couple of years ago. I think it turned out that our, our contractors and unionized contractors were causing, uh, you know, not only shoddy repairs, but costing to redo those repairs millions of dollars. Union so Station, hello. Exactly. Uh, uh, exactly. The, the Red Hill Valley Parkway, that's, uh, you know, I mean... Yeah, but you can't put that on the on the on the skilled trades. Yeah, you you put you can put that on the engineers, the cost consultants, the managers, the management. But you can't put that on the frontline guys 
uh, and gals who are in the pit or on on concrete structures uh, working very very hard nope. they deserve a decent decent wage for a decent uh, uh, day of day day of work and, and i and say you compete for that let's bring the competition in all right guys i've got to pause because i got to pay some bills uh so we'll pause here for a quick break and come back and we'll pick up the uh visit by mr pence in ottawa today so we'll do that in round two because you are listening to counterpoint which is brought to you by pizzaville 416-736-3636 or pizzaville.ca we are back on point on Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We are into round two of Counterpoint, which is brought to you by Pizzaville. 416-736-3636 or pizzaville.ca. You can grab a pie anytime. We got Joe Mahavik and Tasha Kierden in tonight weighing off on uh, all things uh, headlines. And, and on any other day, guys, this would be the biggest story because not every day that a vice president comes to town, certainly on an official visit, but Mike Pence came to town today. Uh, he was here to talk trade. Um, and there were some pretty big issues that were brought up, whether it was China, um, you know, uh, the trade situation, ratifying uh, NAFTA. But certainly the question that made me cringe and I felt very uncomfortable was when Mr. Pence was asked about the issue of abortion after comments that Mr. Uh, Trudeau was concerned about the backsliding on women's rights in the U.S. And here was the vice president's response. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud to be part of a pro-life administration. Uh, and our administration has taken steps to stand for the sanctity of life at home and abroad. I, I know that uh, Canada will uh, deal with those issues in a manner that the people of Canada uh, determine most appropriate. So I thought um, the vice president was uh, very gracious in his answer. I'll start with you on this, Tasha. I was uncomfortable with this in many, and I'm pro-choice and I'm conservative, uh, but I felt it was a really dangerous stunt to play politics to to a home base, uh, kind of using the vice president as, as a punching bag because it could have gone very wrong. Yeah, that's uh, clearly what Trudeau did with this visit and what he's doing on the abortion issue in general. I mean, um, if, uh, you know, this is the reverse in Canada and a province acted to do something that was uh, seen as, you know, generally unpopular or unacceptable to the federal government, they wouldn't be able to overturn it either. This is the state's right thing. I mean, I don't agree with it. I think the changes to the abortion laws in the states are awful. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it's their legislature's right to do that. They may be overturned in the courts, and I'm hoping they are. Um, but Trudeau is not going to be able to, and Pence is not going to be able to change that. Now, Pence, of course, um, you know, Trudeau gave him in a weird way a gift because to the pro-life voters in the states, it gave him the mm-hmm. opportunity to reiterate his views on this. Uh, so in, in a sense, I mean, you know, Trudeau's not helping the cause of women who will need access to abortion in the states. If anything, he's just using it to bolster himself at home and probably in a way making it worse because, um, like I said, he gave a platform for that view once again, this time by the vice president. Yeah, Joe, I just I'm so uncomfortable with the politicization of this issue. And it happens every election cycle where this 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 issue is toyed around and bandied around. And and I think it's dangerous. I don't like the rhetoric on this. Well, uh, I think uh, both politicians, oddly enough, got what they needed out of this mm-hmm. conversation and the thing that went public. So I think that's kind of what Tasha is also saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pence uh, played to his home base, and he got a very nice clip out of it. 
And Trudeau also played to his home base, which has a very, very different perspective. I think Canadians, uh, by and large, uh, are much stronger in the uh, pro-choice direction. And he played to that base. So each of them got what they wanted out of it. That wasn't uh, ostensibly why why Pence came to Canada. But uh, they they got what they needed on that issue, and then they moved on to the difficult uh, trade issues where where it's a little bit more complicated. Albeit, I do think, you know, when, Tash, I think you, you get yourself into dangerous territory for Mr. Trudeau because late-term abortion and things like infanticide, which uh, Mr. Pence talked about, yeah. those are not things I'm comfortable with, and I'm pro-choice. And, and we don't have laws in this country, um, you know, and we can't debate it or even talk about it, but those are issues that are outstanding that I think do deserve debate. Yeah, I mean the 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 percentage of late like late yeah. late term abortions is very small. I think it's one point six or point six percent. I'm not sure exactly, but it is very small. But it is. I agree with you. I am uncomfortable with that too. I mean, unless it's the issue of you know the mother's yeah. life is at stake and whatnot, and you have to do it, and uh, fine. But um, it, it is something that I think yes. I mean, that's why other countries do have laws. They have cutoff dates by which a woman needs to make up her her mind and say, look, at this mm-hmm. you know uh, past this point, I will not be able to terminate the fetus. I mean, that the heartbeat law that they have in the U.S. is ridiculous yeah. because by the time a heartbeat is, I mean, it's so early in the pregnancy, that's when you detect that there is a pregnancy most of the time. Yeah. So it pre- it basically says there won't be any. That's what it is. So if you have a reasonable time, I think most Canadians are actually, you know, looking at, at the abortion law right now and are actually in favor of some kind some. Yeah. of it, limit. You shouldn't but be able to have an abortion if you just don't want to have a girl. I mean, we shouldn't be, well, uh, you know, and that happens a lot in this country and it's, it shouldn't well, be happening. That is a you know a sex selection argument yeah. too. The yeah. problem is that when you start rolling things back, where do they roll back to? And that's what you see in <laughs> exactly. Georgia, and it's terrifying. That's why I don't think Mr. Trudeau should open this debate. It can go all sorts of wrong. I do want to yeah. throw this in um, before I let you guys go. Um, the uh, Liberal government uh, vowed to crack down, you know, on the ultra wealthy tax cheats, and we we heard about <laughs> them in the Panama Papers. I mean, there are thousands of them out there, and they're hiding their money away. They're tax dodging, and now we learn through the CBC that the CRA CRA has been making a lot of deals with a number of these tax dodgers um, and helping them hide their, you know, these people have been caught hiding their money, uh, dodging taxes. Uh, Joe, I got a real problem with the CRA giving any of these people any kind of break, given, you know, they are being really aggressive right now with middle class, you know, small businesses going after them for every nickel and dime. That's right. You'll remember a few years ago, uh, Stephen Harper hired, and I can't remember the number, but it was a uh, it was more than more than several hundred, maybe a few thousand extra tax uh, folks who who would uh, be reviewing people's tax returns. And you know what? Our family uh, did get audited, and uh, so you know we felt that <laughs> fun, isn't it? <laughs> and that's that's fine. You know, uh, we, we should all be subject to an audit sooner or later in our life. No, we shouldn't. And and um, <laughs> speak yeah, for yeah, yourself. No, we we should. It's part of a, it's part of a, as all of us need to pay taxes. But when you're rich. And you, when you have, when you, when you're super rich and you can hire floors of people to figure out how to evade taxes, that's kind of not cool. Mm. Uh, the the prime minister and uh, the federal government promised that they would crack down on it. There are millions and billions of dollars yeah. in their hills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we need that money for all kinds of good public purposes, from public transit to housing. And it really is peculiar how they ha- they this should be a crusade. Yeah, for sure. Part of the federal government. Yeah. Uh, and rather than doing that, they allow they cut these kinds of deals. Like that that is b- beyond. 
beyond tolerable. That's intolerable. And we, we should be very strong in telling our government, no, the law applies to us all. In fact, because there's more money there, go after them. Mm-hmm. Uh, not after not after uh, smaller uh, income people who who um, who who you go at, who who well, you, know what? you are going thing? now. It's the same as the Cotter logic. It's like, oh, well, it's going to cost us more to pursue these these wealthy people who can afford the lawyer. <laughs> we'll pay them. Then it's a settlement, so we'll cut it, so or we'll just pay him exactly. You know, and that's that's the whole you know thinking behind this. Um, and I think it is it is repugnant. I mean, smaller people do get. I get audited on something almost every year. Some oh. deduction, whether it's charitable deductions or small things. Fine, I have my receipts, but the point is, like, that is, it's silly to go after the small people when you have people, it, it breaks in the trust in the system. And the that's 1%. the fundamental. And then people cheat because yeah. they think, well, they get away with it, why shouldn't I? Exactly. All right, guys, I got to let you go, and uh, I thank you very much for uh, joining me on Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Appreciate Great. it. Thanks for the conversation, have a good night, Tasha, Alex. Alex. Thank you very much. Bye, that Joe. is uh, Bye, Joe Mahevic, good sport tonight, and Tasha Kierden, both get gold stars for joining us. On this night of CounterPoint, which has been brought to you by Pizzaville, 416-736-3636, or head on over to pizzaville.ca, get yourself a pie for the game, here on Point on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.